you guys welcome to another episode of chronic relief today's uh guest is the very funny most hilarious comedian i think one of my favorites to watch brian simpson yeah dude thank you for being on chronic relief yeah so my podcast is basically just i talk to comedians about comedy weed and mental health i think comedians are basically the best people to talk about things that are taboo we open up and we're not afraid to kind of share like dark moments and find the humor in it so i kind of wanted to start with comedians and really just um you know share their stories or whatever because i found that the listeners and the people that follow me are very interested um and just i think people in general about mental health specifically and from a comedian's perspective and also you know weed is kind of in <laughs> i guess right now yeah, yeah. as much as i you know it's i don't uh, it's trendy i don't really like the trend stuff but i figure i want to capture these stories because uh it brings comfort to people like our experiences and um i just had a lisa traeger on the podcast before and we were talking about how we only experience um our perception of life is based off our personal experience and like we live in such a world where you know we lack percept you know we lack empathy of other people's experiences and backgrounds and you know what they go through and struggles and like we can only kind of see what's in front of us and sometimes that can be very lonely because we think people can't relate when in fact like you know we all go through dark moments and struggle and whatever that's my that's my monologue that's my ted talk so um i guess i don't really know much about you like i've seen your stand up many times i think you're so fucking funny i think you're such a brilliant writer and you just captivate the audiences immediately as you get on stage like people are just hooked on you and you're like a a a a theme park ride in the best way, but like a good <laughs> ride, like a one that you just want to ride over and over and over. Um, yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in PG County, Maryland. Maryland. Mostly. Okay. Born there? No, I was born in Washington, D.C. Okay. Which is right next to it. I lived in D.C. for a while. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about that in the hall. I was in a sorority briefly in D.C. before I left because it <laughs> was the worst because you weren't following your dreams i was no i just was yeah i wasn't following my dreams and i just was not following the rules i can't how is that okay i know you i know that i'm supposed to talk about me but i'm curious as to how your parents reacted to your defiance of their plans for you oh yeah they tried to shut that shit down like I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast. We can talk about it. It doesn't always have to be. I just like conversation. But like um, it's a big part of my life that I haven't really found the funny in yet. And I think this podcast is really like kind of helping me explore that. Um, When I was like they I I they started putting me on medication when I was five years old. So like I think that's a generational thing, too, that a lot of people go through in, in the millennial generation and even younger is um, I just had a lot of energy and I didn't have a lot of boundaries and I was very rambunctious and creative and just like I even saw um, home videos of me and I was just like act outs and bits and like 
all the fucking time. And I think that, and I couldn't fucking, I couldn't sit still. And to them, they saw that as like a negative, but in, you know, in reality, is that really something that you is a negative? I mean, I was a five-year-old kid, like, you know what I'm saying? So when you, for them, I think they saw a lot of that as an act of defiance when a lot of other people might've been like, Oh my kid's just a creative, you know, I don't know. I think, kid. That, I think that's how they like, because I, how do you 32, 32. See, I'm 37. And I, so in Maryland, I was a foster kid. Yeah. So they, I mean, when I was, I think I was six actually, maybe five or six, but they, like they immediately try to medicate you. Like they, they I think they experiment on them kids. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even we're a part of the medication generation. We were all experiments for these pharmaceutical companies. I didn't trust them motherfuckers though. Like I was You're smart. I would put the Ritalin under my tongue and spit it out. Really? Oh yeah. Like and it, I because re- I remember um, I remember taking the first pill and it was gross. And so the second one, I hid it. You know, and I and that's the, what I started. The third on, one, I spit it out right. And uh, and I even learned how to like move it around because my grandma she got hip to it, so she was she'd be like lift up your tongue, you know. So I got hip to like how to move it and make it mm. like lift up my tongue on one side, you know. Cheek it. And uh, and then I remember going to school after a couple of weeks. There was another PTA meeting. I remember her, her and my teacher, and I don't know if it was the guidance counselor or the principal, but it was three adults, and I remember them all. Cause that's another thing too is like you know sometimes when you're a kid like adults will talk about you like you as if you're not there. Mm-hmm. So they were like, they were I, they were all discussing how my behavior had improved. Right. How they noticed the change even though I wasn't taking the shit. I took I took the first one and I didn't take any wow. more. Wow. So it kind of had a placebo effect on that. That was like my first time being like, oh, these motherfuckers are full of shit. None of them know what they're talking. Like I I, I mean I didn't say those words in my head, but that was the feeling. Is wow. I remember being like. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. Like I, from that moment, I got, I got, un, I was hard to control because I was just like, none of the, none of, none of these adults know what they're talking about. Yeah, like you they just learned that at six. I like I didn't, I couldn't have like I couldn't have vo- have verbalized it at the time, but it just you just knew instinctually like you shouldn't right. Be doing it had this. the same impact on my personality as though I had learned it. You right. know what I mean? It was because I was just like, that was the moment that I was just like became defiant. You right, know, like you know, at times, so I right. would just be like, "Yeah," because none of them knew the fuck they were talking about. Which is why, like later on, as a teenager, when they try to put me on Ritalin, I'm mean, on. Uh, they try to put me on Prozac, and this is when you know when it was they would just had just started giving it to kids like so regularly, and I asked my social worker, like, "What are the what are the long term side effects?" You know, and he was like, I, "Like, who cares?" Right. Like, like he nobody like, has the answers for that. Right. Yeah, like I, I was like, I don't trust it. I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the first nigga to do nothing. I'm not gonna be the experimental nigga. I'm not gonna be that's no, not gonna be me. Guinea no. pigs. No. And, that's crazy. And it and it and it actually led to because he I joined the Marine Corps in defiance of him too. Wow. Because the because Maryland will pay for you to go to college. Like when you turn eighteen and age out the system, you they'll take care of you till you're twenty one or twenty two. That's cool. As long as you in college and, and you're uh and you're um, you know they'll, they'll help you get an apartment and all yeah. that other stuff, but I just got tired of being under their thumb. So yeah. and it's weird to join the military, which is like 
people in control of even more aspects of your life. But I just needed this to it for it to not be them, you right? Know, not be the state of Maryland. Right. So I joined the, the the military, and and the, and the thing is, if I had been on that, if I had been on that, on that medication, I wouldn't have been able to join, right? Because you got to be, you have to be off it for to, like three years you or have something. To pass a, a like a, a, a yeah, you can't, have, yeah. you can't be on any of that stuff, right? You have to have been off it for a while, so they wouldn't even know help me join. So wow, it was uh it was, yeah, I don't know what my point was actually well we were talking about um now i'm stoned now you got me stoned because you looked over there (laughs) no i mean uh now i'm so it's because we smoke i smoke two blunts in a row we were talking about taking medication you were in the foster system you went uh into the military i had questions about before that too for you um you were no longer in the control of the state of maryland anymore you just wanted to be under the control of other people. Oh, this is what we were talking about before because you were asking about how did my parents, this is now because I'm tapped in, how my parents dealt with the defiance because I also kind of rebelled in the same way because they were under, they had me under so much control with the medication and going to doctors growing up. Well, when I was 17, they sent me to uh, lockdown in Utah, like a, it's not like kid prison, but it's like one of those like therapeutic boarding schools where they just send troubled kids like who are either half of them are court ordered and the rest are like parents who are just like, I can't deal with you. You know, you need like discipline, but it was ran by like all Mormons who medicated us. And it was like, yeah, but like I was, I was misdiagnosed bipolar when I was 12 years old. I was hospitalized when I was 12 at UCLA medical center and put on lithium. So I was like heavily sedated for most of my life on Seroquel and tranquilizers. I've taken everything Lexapro, I've had it all. And then I came off all that stuff when I was 24. So after college, in college, uh, in, uh, yeah. When I was living in Florida, came off all my pharmaceutical medication. And then I started smoking weed when I got to college. So I was to my parents, you know, like I said, you know, to my parents, like I was self-medicating and then like legal weed happened and now I'm a cannabis consumer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so for a while I was like a drug addict and now it's like all different. But, um, I came to them when I was 24 and I was like, kind of like I had that six year old moment when I was 24, I said, I'm about to graduate college. I don't know if I'm going to get a job that has health insurance. These medications, they're so fucking expensive. I'm not going to be able to afford $500 a, a bottle for something that doesn't even make me feel good. And like, I just was like, this isn't, I'm not happy. And these pills are make me want to kill myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like these are the pills that don't make you want to kill yourself. And that's all I want to do. And I was just like, I feel like I have no control over my life. And I feel like so many people feel that way. And then I also think that like, if medication works for you, then you should definitely take it. Cause I never want to like advocate for that but like I just feel like a lot of us there are other ways to deal with these problems like people just didn't have medication before but I also think it's like a bigger issue it's like a our needs are not being met as a society like we are sick we we don't have a livable wage things are way too expensive like it's just like we, we're if, if we don't have a roof over your heads like the basic needs being met that will cause anyone to be sick and I think like you know, a lot of us, I don't know, it's just different for some people. I think people, you know, struggle more with 
the idea of having less, I think we also are in a society of excess and people think they need so many things and like, you just don't need that many things, you know, and people just aren't willing. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I can't speak for anyone or everyone, but I just think that you have to find what makes you happy and do you. And like, that's the point of life and you just got to be a good person, you know? And that I feel like a lot of, there's just so much control. Like you said, you wanted to get out of being under the control of the state of Maryland, which where they were trying to medicate. Did you, were they still trying to medicate you after six? Like, Oh yeah. You had to cheat. You they had tried, to pre- I mean, I said, you know, I said, well, um, I mean, once it became, once I be, once I, like once I, by the time I was like 11, um, I had, I had, I had, I, you know, it was just apparent that like they couldn't make me, so they just stopped trying. Yeah. And uh, then they, you know, they try to make me go to therapists, and I ain't trust them either. Yeah. Nah, fuck all that. And uh, you were so sure at such a young age. No, no, I wasn't. See, that's the thing. It's like rebe- being rebellious as a child isn't healthy because. Well, because they try to get everyone to fall into this line. Well, like it's a, all about, you know. Well, I just think you, as a, you know, causing, like breeding rebelliousness in your child isn't necessarily healthy be, without guidance. Because instead of having a plan, your plan is just to always do, do the opposite of what you're being told. And sometimes what you're being told is good for you. And so you end up harming yourself. Right. To try to be your own person. Right. You know, and like I did that a lot, you know. I can relate to that. And so, um, you know, and so in some ways that stubbornness and I mean, cause I think I was, I think I would have been stubborn anyway cause my mom was stubborn, you know? Yeah. So I, but, but, uh, I probably wouldn't have been as defiant if I had had different circumstances. So did you, you talk about your mom? Do you know, are you, oh, yeah. you know your mom now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I do know my mom now, but, uh, um, but when I say my mom, sometimes I'm talking about more than one person. So right. You've had many mothers had in many, your life? I've had many mothers. Well, it's, it's, actually, it's actually dope because I got to keep some. You know, yeah. like I, I got to keep the ones I liked and I stopped fucking with the ones I didn't. I can relate to that. Yeah. So I got like four or five. No, I got about four or five mamas. I think that's, I think it's good to have strong women and male and female figures in your life that you can look up to that are like healthy men like relationships i don't know if i i don't have i don't i never i only had in my whole life i think maybe two or three male role models that i looked at before i was an adult right yeah so and that's the other thing too like a lot of me growing up i did a lot of me growing up didn't happen until i joined the military so you joined the military at what age 18 18 yeah and then did you um, do all four years or how many years did you serve? Five. Five years. And then you went to college or you were in college in, um, during? I, I was in college for a little bit, but um, but I started, well, the first time I tried to go to college, it, it didn't. It just didn't work out because, and, and that's when I realized, oh, this shit is a scam. It's a financial scam. You right. know what I mean? But 
Um, but my second go round, so the first time I went to college, I was on the old GI Bill, the Montgomery GI. Bill. Okay. And they they only they used to give you like a fixed amount of money a month, and you had to pay for everything out of that money, and it just wasn't enough money. Right. You know? And which is ridiculous. Right. So how do you? That's what I'm saying is like that will fuck a person up. Right. But while I was, but while, but then so I dropped out of that college and ended up getting a, getting a job back home. Then they changed the GI Bill to the new to the post 9/11 GI Bill. And they let us carry it over. So you end up. So then they pay your they pay your tuition up to the the highest state school, right? So you know, like University of California, whatever University of California charge, they'll pay your tuition up to that amount to whatever school you want to go to. Okay. Then on top of that, they pay. They give you a book allowance and they give you a housing stipend. Okay. So basically, they pay your they pay for your school, your rent, and your books. That's what's up. So then you, so so when they when I started finding that out, I was like, oh well, I'm gonna move back to San Diego and go to go to school and just make that money and, yeah. and use it all up because I didn't have enough to get my degree, but I had enough to like use it up. So I went to school, but unfortunately, I started doing stand up at that same time, and the first class I took was was this philosophy class. And it just started making me question everything. And then I was like, oh, school is bullshit for sure. Like, yeah. once, once once this philosophy professor, like, taught me how to, like, actively think and organize my thoughts and, like, be skeptical of things, it, right. it became impossible for me to finish going to school. So maybe I shouldn't have done that first, like, taking that class first. But. I know. every People always talk about philosophy majors and philosophy, and it's like, I feel like I would have liked it. Yeah, I mean, well, I think being, I think majoring in philosophy isn't something that's going. No, you're not gonna have a career. It's not gonna be lucrative. <laughs> but, but that's just the thing is like, I think if you if, if you really do that, the oppor- you know, j- the the whole idea of conforming to the to uh, to the society, like jumping into that grinder, becomes ridiculous to you. So you wouldn't be making, you wouldn't be able to have a career anyway. Who that? Word. What's you up, guys, bro? He said you guys have rap comedy beef. <laughs> you guys have beef. He said. She thought we had comedy beef. Nah, he said he said that. Oh, was, she was like, was gonna, "Rails yeah. next." I was like, "Oh, I don't fuck with that nigga. Why you ain't telling me he was coming?" Yeah, I know. He can come in if he wants. I don't know why. He, yeah, come in, dog. Oh, no, for that, whatever. He's all right. Yeah, so and so in so what's funny is so Rail had like a like a family family and and so at my first wait that's right you guys knew each other growing up right so we knew each other as little kids so I love that in my first come yo, in. Fuck, it, fuck it just come in yo get in here because I was just trying to tell her how how I know you so we we uh, just get on so in that I was just talking about being being being, being in foster home so in that first foster home. It was my was my grand my brother's grandmother. Yeah, so my wait, your first foster home was what? So my so me and my older brother have different daddies. Okay, and his daddy's mama, his grandma, okay, was a foster parent. So okay. when they first put us in homes, they put us with her. Okay, she was friends with his mama. So I so I knew that nigga when I was a little kid, Aww. and then I so I ended up leaving that home and going bouncing around from home to home to home to home, home, and then I ended up at another home. That went to Oxen Hill High School, mm-hmm. where I went to school with him again. Oh my God! Okay. And then I then I went home, 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 home. Joined the military. Went through all that shit. 
came out here, started doing stand up, and I ran into that nigga at no way. Yeah, and yeah. here you are. I had him booked right after you, and you guys didn't even know yeah, it. No, we, so I didn't we, recognize you at first because it yeah. had been like years at San Diego. I was like, Titus Little Bro. Yeah, like, oh. that's so cool. That's wild, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, for those who are listening, comedian Rel Battle is now on the podcast, and Brian and Rel knew each other growing up and yeah. that's so cool i love yeah. that brian's the hottest comic in la right now <laughs> totally <laughs> I love i'm it. happy to be your presence hardly, hardly. yeah and rel and i just city. got back from laughing skull in atlanta word yeah oh yeah yeah how was that yo it was dope i, I mean i ate a lot of great food so well, I, knew, I knew wolfie but there when, you, when you're at these festivals you get to like really know people we so spent time together yeah exactly. we had the, the, we were the, so the controversy with the no black women yeah so they so they they rectified that and brought in black women oh yeah they listen tell you were those women they, funny they, they i don't i didn't watch i don't know but oh. they brought a man they were hosting shows <laughs> they, passed they were they running had, the show they found a bitch at a, a coffee house <laughs> So you want to be in this festival? <laughs> they was they was not playing. I know that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. Well, was uh, it fun? Yeah, I, it was I, fun. I, I thought it was a great festival. You know, Terrence, my brother lives down there, so I was able. To, I oh, got oh, to meet I did, Terrence. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. we're in, friends on Facebook right now. now. Oh, are you? Yeah, he's in town right now. I see. I haven't seen Terrence since I was. He's in town. Yeah, you should. You should have brought him. We could have made oh, this nah, a he's, family he's too much affair. Of a I can't. He, he, he gets. He's too comfortable with comedy. I don't like that. He's yeah. too comfortable. He's walking he around. Wait, we have mutual friends too, independently. Who you and my brother? Well, mm-hmm. well, how's that? I don't know. I saw. On, uh, I saw on Facebook. I was like, oh, he knows so and so, but I don't know. Really. Oh yeah, he like he he walk around like he. Oh, I can't. Like, what you mean? I can't. He wants. He can't show people his ID. Like <laughs> he walk around. He own the place. <laughs> do you do you, you think he might try to take your spot? Nah, he ain't crazy. No. He's not funny. No. Oh my god, I seriously worry about that about my sister because she's like, I don't know if I want to do be a lawyer. I just am not fulfilled. I'm like, don't you think about? <laughs> she's like, we should. Do I know a lot of lawyers that jumped jumped in the stand. I know, I, like I know, because s- lawyers are like unfunny comics. That's I like basically. I like a separate life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel you a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need people, you know, motherfuckers with their kids all on the internet, and mm-hmm. I don't get that. No, I don't know. No, thanks. I thought we got high on this this podcast. Wolfie, Dude, Wolfie, yeah, I have Wolfie. a blunt for yeah, you. Yeah, we can take a smoke break. I was just joking. We can add, no, we will. We can oh, absolutely. Yeah. We can uh whenever yeah, that, we're that was actually minutes. that was the plan before you came in. We should just be able to smoke in here, but we can't. I don't let you. I don't think so. Oh, they clean this up a little bit. Okay. What is He's going on at the comedy store? Is all these rules, nigga? Like what? every day. Every Somebody day. got murdered in this motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Somebody, Somebody got, got shot on the patio. When? I don't know. Years ago, but even that used to be okay. Oh, but back in the day, like right? Two, no, like two years ago, I think two, two, it three. Twenty, it's twenty fifteen, sometime like, in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Did he it deserve four it? Four years. Yeah. It was Did he deserve it? it? Four years ago. Yeah, because it was before. It was before I moved here. He does. So oh, and I moved shit. here in the, the twenty fifteen. I don't know. It was a hit. I don't know. It was oh, broad daylight. Like, it was like, oh no, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh shit! Like 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 a like a day like today, like podcasting. Like it was at nighttime. It was like oh. popping. Yeah. You said it was in daylight. It's a nighttime. It's, it's doing roast, roast battle. Oh, it was like when it was. Sh- oh shit! So they got a security guard like that's gonna stop a bullet. Like right, that nigga just gonna be the first one to get shot. <laughs> exactly. They're like, so you want to be a doorman at the comedy store? <laughs> they got professional security at the, after that, but it's like yeah. you got a gun. What's that gonna do? Yeah, so. and you ain't paying a nigga enough to take a bullet. You not. Mm-mm. Not no minimum wage bullet. <laughs> no sir. Oh, how much can you pay somebody to take a bullet? I, I think I don't know. How much big Secret Service making? <laughs> I mean, I think you can pay a nigga good to wear, handsomely to wear a bulletproof vest. True. Yeah. I wonder if Secret Service would really take a bullet for Trump. Yeah. I think they're they, wearing vests. I think they sign up, but I think they's like they would they really jump in the way. I think they got to tell their boss who they voted for, so they know who to put on the for sure. Like, you got to be really. I don't think, I, you think they only gonna pick? Yeah. So you yeah. think Obama's people had no? Cause it's the same people. 
No, because because no, I think you because you because you get them for life. So I think maybe you take your people with you. Like, okay. Yeah, you're not gonna pick someone who doesn't fuck with you heavily. You gotta pick with somebody that's willing to take that. So boot. whoever was with Obama, be with Obama forever. Down with. I don't know yeah. if, it's, if it's the same people, but I know that you get you get, they get Secret Service protection for life. So I'm a, I imagine why would you want somebody new? Like that nigga been with you the whole eight years. Because if you the, if you like the the Rock of Secret Service, mm-hmm. we need him in the in the main house. We don't need you on vacation <laughs> Hawaii. We yeah, but you all, but you also I want the Rock in the White House. But you need somebody that don't hate you being yeah. on. Yeah. Someone who's willing to so like. You think they go, who do you vote for? And then, you, okay, you're a Republican. You can't be with oh. this person. Or they go, look, you can say no. No, you can be a, probably t- a different. Like, you could still. Like, John McCain and. No, were they both Republicans? I don't know. They, they all they all fuck each but other. Think about this. Trump says so much crazy stuff. Hate him or love him. Sometimes the Secret Service, I'd be like, come on, bro. So I like, I feel sh- like they would be like, I don't. I would maybe. I would take a bullet for you, but not today. You I know don't what think I mean? you can find. Say you got. 20 guys. I don't think you can find 20 guys, Secret Service men, who believe in truth and honor and law that likes the president. So that Alabama. I, I, I think it's impossible. Yeah. Nah, but, 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 look, but to be trained, you have to have had work with people of color, do college, mm-hmm. do the training program, learn the law. I doubt you're going to find 20 people who all are going to rock with him. But you know what, though? I, and, I knew, and I just noticed, I noticed from the military, there are people out there who have like that overwhelming sense of duty. A hundred percent. Whereas like they to their re- country. like regardless of what they feel, what they think. Yeah, so you gotta find people like that. Yeah. But twenty can probably be tough. Yeah. Cause more important than being able to die for the president, you gotta be willing to shoot a motherfucker for the president. Like that's, that's number easy, one. I'll right. do that. Right. That's <laughs> right. easy. That's your, I'll do that. Right, right. But for, for Obama for sure. I would for Trump too. I would I don't like Trump, but I wouldn't he it, Trump can't die. Yeah. Bro, I learned this the one time when remember how remember how everybody hated George Bush? Yeah. When when and I, I was I was on that boat too. I hated the motherfucker. But I, when I was in the Marine Corps, here's what people don't 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 understand. When I was when I was in the service, he came to he came to our base one time. Really? Yeah. He gave a speech on the flight line, and we all was down there. And nigga, I started cheering. Like like when you because you could say whatever you want from a distance, but when you get near power it, and you in a crowd, you get swept up in that shit. Like when you near somebody that's like literally powerful, where they could just be like, "Yo, grab him." disappear like really real power that's what happened with you, hitler yeah you, yeah you don't know how you really gonna act it's but charisma but did you ever really hate bush though you probably didn't like him but you didn't hate him no i didn't i didn't hate him i i just i was just in the club i was in the and you, and you also military for a couple of years so you, you understood following directions you ain't just a regular guy out there in the street f bush you was in the military You're, right he's on every he's in every room on every wall commanding chief yeah exactly that's insane but I, yeah I, I didn't hate I, I mean looking back i didn't hate bush but back then i thought i did instead of pictures of the president it should be pictures of people who live in this country mm-hmm. just, so why do we worship just <laughs> like, one fucking like dude like i'm just like like beyonce you're not our yeah like it's just, well they just do that in government buildings so you i know, know but it's just so it's like false idols almost these people fuck us over generationally well, I, forever, that's only you know, i think it's only in military buildings that's not like in regular yeah it ain't in regular nah, buildings. they don't they don't do it in schools i don't think no more I think just like military places, but you don't see that. Nah, but if you go to like the courthouse or if you, any government, yeah, building. places of federal yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but you're not. But it's regular. just like giant pictures of people, like terrible people from history. I guess there's some good that came from some of them. I don't mind because if I see Barack Obama, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's I not one of the bad. I don't, don't want to meet the nigga. I just, I mean, you don't want to meet Barack. Nah, you I, lie. Nah, you're I don't. Wanna, I don't. <laughs> what about Michelle? I meet Michelle. I love Michelle. I, it's something about. This guy is the most famous guy in the world, Barack Obama. Still, probably next to yeah. the Dalai Lama. Or oh, definitely the most liked. Still, how you not? How you not want to meet 
the most famous. I mean, uh, historically. Because I don't want to ruin it. Historically, I don't think you will, though. Like, people meet Jordan, they hate him. Yeah. He's, he's Who? Michael Jordan. Oh, they meet him and Jordan's they hate known, him? He's known for being kind of an a-hole. That sucks. Like, like, like multiple celebrities who've met him said this. The same yeah. not a, and niggas have told me that he don't tip. Like, really? But, when I, but somebody told me something raw when they met Jordan. Chicago Comic told me this. He said, you got Jordan explain like this. I'm the most famous person of all time next to Jesus, right? Next to Jesus, I'm probably the most famous person of all time. Probably That's, Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. But, you know, in that, yeah, like, right. Muhammad Ali, Michael, you know, he's top five. So you can imagine everywhere he goes all over the world to a small village in Africa to wherever, New York. To the fucking to moon. Broadway. They know him on the you moon. You know who he is. So at no point he said, I'm always, you, I, I never have time to breathe. I'm not even a human to people no more. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So imagine that every single day. Yeah, headache. but you still got to tip 20%. That's, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I hung out, I ain't trying to drop names, I hung out with Will, right? Right. I was working with Will. Will's damn near top 20 most famous people in the world, and he likes it all. He likes it all. He don't, he, he accepts it, it's like whatever, 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 and I just, it's different between personalities, yo, so Jordan don't like He him. seems like an angel. Who? Will Smith. Will's the greatest dude alive. Yeah, is he an angel? I agree. Yes. Is it like Jesus? You feel it. Yeah. You just that close to power, you feel that. You feel that superstar, megastar energy when you're there. It's just yeah. Like, it's I'm different. A, yeah, I'm a shit talk. I talk a lot. Around him, I was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's, it's a different, it's, it really is a real thing that you feel. And, you and, and you know, you can you say how you're going to behave, but you certain, don't know. Certain comedians, too, they walk by, you feel like, oh, this glow. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, when like, Chris Rock walked by. Rock work, mm. Rock worked by, you go, oh, you feel God it damn. like. <laughs> the Rock. Ch- Chappelle used to feel that way too until you see him so much. He's kind of like, oh, he's a good dude that comes around. Yeah. But Rock comes around just enough when you go, oh, okay. That's so. F- How yeah. old were you when you started smoking weed? Oh, shit. Um, I think I was 11. Did you guys smoke weed together when you were no, growing I up? Really, I didn't really start smoking. No. I wasn't smoking. You were 11? You no, know, I was 11. The were you time. like consistently smoking every day? No. I started consistently smoking every day when I was like 14. Okay. And like you just didn't take any medication, you just smoke weed. I smoke weed. Yep, smoking weed and cigarettes at the same time. That was Damn your bro. that was your cocktail. Yeah, weed and cigarette. Yep. And then so you're in. We roll back. You were in the military. You started doing comedy. How long ago was that? No, 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 no. I was out the military when I started doing comedy. Or you were in San Di- you you were in San Diego. Yeah. And you started just, doing it yeah, there when you got out of the military. I, well, a couple years after I got out of the military, yeah, I started. How'd you end up in San Diego? Because my, because that's where I was stationed, and my friends were right. still there, so I moved back. There. On uh, in Coronado, or is it the Coronado Island, or where's the, or they have the no, multiple no. military bases, right? Yeah, this was that's Mir- the Navy, this is Mir- the Miramar Air Base. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, s- that's okay. That's cool. So you started in San Diego. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you, uh, we never talked about this. We're friends. When you so, what made you want to do stand up at the military? Was just funny in the military? Yeah. You weren't funny going up. I don't remember. No, I but. was not. I was very. St- <laughs> I'm trying to tell people that we like play, I, we play. Really, I would never think that. I was a very we, serious we, kid. We, serious kid. We play sports and stuff. But that's why you're so funny because it's like your outlook is so funny. To yeah. me. But uh, were you funny in the military? And you were like, you start thinking about it, or it was like you got out and was like, let me try this. Yeah. Well, you know what? So in my when I first got to my unit. I I did not know that they had just had some. I was the only black person, 
and the reason the reason that was is because they just had some incident where like somebody had accused the captain of being racist. Oh going no! And they took all the black people out of that platoon. Okay. And they and then but when they, when they replaced the captain, they they because because in, in in school when you in school it was eight people in my class. The highest grade get the get the first choice of duty station, right? And, and people same, forget people forget people like racist people go to the military a lot and just yeah. move up. Oh yeah. Well, well, what it was like, what it was like, San Diego was the best place you could possibly be go with my job. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I was seventh in the class, and they sent me to San Diego, but and that wasn't suspicious to me at the time, but. So you would have got like Kentucky or some shit. I know it was. I would have probably got Japan. Oh wow. Nobody wants to go to. Nobody wants to go to Japan. Not in my not in my field. They Why? don't. Because it's not. Because think about the amount of control that they have over your life. True, I was there. And, and but when you when you, but when you in Japan, nope, nobody nobody leaves base to go home. It's like you're, all the people that's fucking with you all day long at work. When you here, they go home and you go home. But when you in Japan, everybody's on the base. There's no leaving base to go to your apartment. So right. they they could just they just in the same barracks you in or across the the street. Oh, okay. And so it's like you got to deal with them assholes all the time. It's just a wor- It's just a worse Marine Corps if you ask me. Okay. Right. You know, cause well, you, wanna, you don't want to leave the country like for a little while. Nah, nah. I was not in that shit for the glory, my nigga. I joined. <laughs> I was just trying to get that college money and get up out of there. And I, I joined in March of '01, and then 9/11 happened in September while I was in school. Wow. I was like, I was so fucking mad. So you, did you get shipped off somewhere? Yeah, I went to Iraq twice. Damn. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Damn. But I, but I just. I what was, was that like? To Iraq. see to see the yeah. planes and, and then be like, I'm about to go to war. Like, did you, did you think of it like that? I don't know what I was thinking, man, because everybody was everybody felt different at the moment. You had to be thinking like, we're about to go. I'm about to be pulled out of school. Yeah, I was like, this is World War Three. Yeah, <laughs> this is World War Three. Like the, that day, I, I was I'm like, saying, this. as far as you been signing up for the military earlier that year. Right. No. No. I'm saying no. I was in the military. I I I went in March. But you knew you gonna put, they gonna probably call you. But when I say I was in school, I, I'm talking about I was in. Oh, you was in military school. Okay, right, okay. I was in my job school. Right. Okay. I was already out of boot camp and in the school and sitting there eating breakfast, and then watching 9/11 happen on TV. And everybody was like, nobody knew what had happened. Nobody took credit for it. So we was all like, oh shit, this is World War Three. This is Russia. Yeah. You know. Yeah, okay. I was scared of the motherfucker. <laughs> I did not want. I did not want to go to war. And you in the Marines too, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all go. Y'all, y'all first to first to mm-hmm. show up. Yeah, but I mean, I was in the I was in the air I was in the air wing of the Marine Corps, so it's not like, you know. Did I you Did you learn the language? Hell no, no. Did I you did, like the food? Um, some of it, the halal. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with that shit. In yeah. in Iraq. Yeah, you know that shit where they where they put they put a lamb on a spinning joint. Yeah. And shave what's it, it what's it like over there? Um, as far as um, some people like y'all, some people don't. Locals, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I but I rarely had any contact with with Iraqi people. That's I, what that was my question. I was like, did you no, ever interact? Because we had people on we had people on the base that would do like do our laundry, do serve our food, all that shit. But they was all. Were you allowed to leave the base? Yeah, well, you I mean for for official, convoy for like patrols and shit. <laughs> yeah, but but we uh, but those people were like Egyptians and people that like they brought in. It wasn't wow. no Iraqi people. Back to stand up comedy. So you were funny in the league. What? What? How did you get? How did you get to this? Oh right. So I'm saying. So when I yeah. show. So when I show up at this unit where it's this weird racial, because everybody was like walking on eggshells around me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. You know what I mean? And then I finally I just walk up to the to the uh, to the uh, my warnings one day and I'm like, sir, 
Cause he's like, how you how you fitting in? I'm like, sir, this is bullshit. Like, why is every why I can tell people every people be stop talking when I walk in the room and what's all this bullshit? And he told me what happened, and that's when I started joking about race because wow. it like broke the tension. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then and then I started complaining about everything, like all the bullshit, and everybody would laugh all the time. So then I was like, boom. You were the funny guy. I was just the guy. I wasn't trying to be funny at first. I was just complaining. That was your way of kind of like right. surviving. Well, his comedy is kind of yeah. ranting. Right. He's yeah. a comedy ranter. I was just complaining like and, then people, and people would laugh. And I and that's when I learned that if you say shit at the right moment and get a big enough laugh that you don't get in trouble. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like I learned to just have the right timing. Like what's the right moment to say it? But you didn't think about going to stand up at Brown End, did you? And where? You didn't think about going into stand-up around then, though, did you? No. So what was that moment like for you? Like, how did you get, in, like, what was that, def- like, what was that moment? I, like, you know, I'm going to step saw, on stage. We, we was at Hooters one time, and, I, and we ran into Don Marrera, and he knew he was Marines. Wow. He gave, he gave us tickets to his show. I did oh, Vegas. Wow. I did Vegas with him. But you did. In yeah, La- I, I love this motherfucker. I can't even talk to him when he's here. I can't even, because I act like a fucking. I love Don. But, but he, That's cool. But he fucking murdered that show so much, so oh, hard. He's so good. And then he came out and did an encore and, and murdered again. And and that's when all my friends was like, "Bro, you should start doing this." You know what yeah. I mean? You should you should do this. And I, but I was still scared. I ain't I didn't try it for ten years after that. Wow, you thought about this shit for ten years and didn't do it? Yeah, I was scared because because everybody of course, yeah. everybody expected me to be so funny, and I was just scared not to be good at it. And so I did. I definitely wasn't gonna do it while I was in the Marine Corps because everybody would have came. There's no way I could have stopped them. Right. And it was like if I would have bombed, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Right. Yeah. So I got you. it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and then I just and then comedy one, sucks. And then finally, I'm in San Diego one time, and I go and I I go to a comedy show with a friend, and it's and it's so bad. And she was like, "Yo, you're funnier than." And I had already been talking to her about it. She was like, "You're funnier than most of the people that was on this show." You know, it was real bad. And I was like, "All right." And then I was seriously thinking about it, like trying to find out how to do yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, somebody, and then I was making this dude laugh at a show, I mean, at a at a bar. I was making this dude and, and this group of people laugh, but this dude ran this uh, this storytelling thing, and they were trying out comedy. And he, so he booked me for this show that was like four months away. Mm-hmm. So then I started going to open mics, practicing for the show. Dope. And and it went it went pretty good. And that joke I wrote back when I saw Don Marrera, that shit worked. Cause wow, I, that's all from material. 10 years ago. Yep, that shit worked. Good. And I just got hooked on it. And then some, someone, once somebody paid me, I was like, oh, nigga, I'm doing this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's Good. amazing. And now you're recently a paid regular here at the comedy yeah. store. It's crazy. And you just opened for Tom Segura. I did. In Vegas. Yeah. Ve- or where in, were you? In Ve- Riverside and Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah, that was 3,000 people or 5,000 people. It was damn near 3,000. Dude, it looked huge. Damn. Yeah. It looked amazing. Congrats. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah, it was and dope. And they loved you, I'm sure. Yeah, From my yeah. hometown, it was, it was good shows. It was yeah, it's my it's my hometown, Vegas. Vegas, born and raised. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a place to be raised. That's what I'm saying. Is like I, you know, it's like a crazy we'll place. We'll be scared of shit. <laughs> I believe it. Nothing. I believe it. Yeah, Vegas was it was wild. It was fun. It was it, you know I was just trying not to leave no money there. Yeah. I was like this city will not. How'd you make me. out? Oh. Oh, I that ga- city will Vegas can ruin no, people. I didn't gamble at all. I was like, I'm here to make money. I'm I going just, back negative. I'm still trying to process the fact that I grew up in this place. It's like, it's like the hack version of the world. You know, you, you can't <laughs> afford to go to Paris. <laughs> you can't afford to go to New That's York. True. You know, you just yeah, go to all these 
it's the real in mall. One night. It's the real mall of America. Yeah, it's like everything. It's like a snow globe. Yeah, because you can't buy pussy at the mall of America. The one they call it that. But yeah, you can buy mm-hmm. anything in Vegas. Anything yeah. at any time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a crazy city. I don't know. I I uh, I'm glad I don't live there as a an adult. I see why the desire. It's easier to live there than a lot of places because the weather and property is kind of like cheap or whatnot. But I don't know what else is. The incentive. Did you handle it well? You, you seem you seem pretty normal. Did you? Have I'm well tr- adjusted, but you I went. A, you had a troubling many time. years of therapy. So, okay. real, what made you? Yeah, real. Try to do stand. I mean, I know you was. So you was always the outgoing, making people laugh, life of the party type guy. But I didn't know. I never mm. thought you wanted to be a. So stand-up. you saw Rel was, Rel was funny growing. You thought he was funny growing up. Real was real was real was the same. As he is now. I, I don't remember. I don't remember how funny <laughs> he was, but he was. He always had a fucking hot take. A hot take. And was willing to argue about it. A hot that true? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. You I'm guys so the young. same age? He was always holding court. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 you do, you know, where we come from, people, it's not like, that's like a thing. Like, Vegas is known for entertainment, singers, dancers, DC ain't, PG ain't known for that. So we didn't. I know. I live there. My parents wanted me to, like, be a poli- like going to politics and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we didn't it wasn't like It's like Hollywood for ugly people. Not ugly. Mm-hmm. You guys are not no. ugly. But like for like people. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> politics. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like people so who want to yeah. do it's, it's, serious and mili- stuff. And military too. A lot of military. So it wasn't like it was a it wasn't really a a, a profession. You know what I mean? You thought like, oh, Tommy Davis and Chappelle or whoever, they famed like Martin, but it wasn't like we had no place to go do stand up. So yeah. I had to, I, I didn't become a comic until I moved to LA. It's such a serious um, town. DC. Yeah, I need, used to be, not anymore. I yeah. mean, honestly, it's a fun place to visit. It's kind of fucking goofy now. Yeah, it's goofy. It is goofy now. But it's good. You but know. like, I mean, when I I was, I went to the Obama inauguration. Oh, how cold were you? I was so cold. I went to but that my shit dad, too, man. My dad got me tickets, and I was like, "Ah, this is your dad history. super political, or yeah, my dad's a pol. He was at the time he was a city councilman. Okay. Um, now he's the district attorney of Las Vegas. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he. Oh shit, he's dealing with some shady characters. My nigga, not only was it cold, <laughs> not only was it cold at the Obama. Aretha Franklin saying. But it was, it was, it was so crowded. And yeah. Then, and then when it ended, they shut down the subway. It was really hour. fucked up th- wow. with how they planned it because people were like busing from the other side of the country. Like it was like such a historic moment in time, yeah. and like they just didn't effectively plan for like Honestly, that many you can't, people. You can't plan for two million people like on a mall, like in an open field, maybe. But to come to a major city yeah. like that, my nigga. But it was almost like it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like they didn't plan. It was like they planned on it being fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was, like, so bad. It was chaos. Like, I remember just, like, I remember, like, I don't even know where we parked or or we took the, we didn't park, we took the train or whatever, however we got there. But at one point, you just get off and there's just massive amounts of people. And everywhere you turn, everywhere you turn is just, like, thousands upon thousands of people. Because you got the first black president in the blackest city in America at the time. So you're going to have... Yeah. Who you know? No, I mean the no the inauguration went people, hard. but after it was over is when it was like it took me five hours to get home. People also, but like it was it was great, but like also it was disorganized when they got there because they were just like at one point not letting people in anymore, and people had just like wanted to just be there because it was like they had traveled from everywhere, yeah. from all over the world. People came. Yeah. Too. It was that's, insane. Look, listen, how proud we used to be. <laughs> it was cool. I'm so glad I I like got to see a moment in time where like it it just was like, it seemed like okay, 
you know, it was going to be all right. Yeah, but I don't, I don't hold it against Obama. I just think it's, it 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 made us it made us kind of face with our naivete about like because any oppressed anybody that's oppressed in the world is like I'm all for their struggle, but the lot of people tell themselves is that if they were in charge, things would be different. Yeah. But it's like power corrupts everybody. Yeah. You are you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so like right now, it's like right now is the moment for women. It's like if women ran everything, shit would be the same. Yeah. If if black people- uh, I ain't gonna say it'd be that, it ain't gonna be as bad. You don't think so? Nah. I think I, th- I think no matter who the- pre- Depends he's, on he's, this guy's time a, of the month. This guy's, a, this guy's a unique person. It wouldn't be this bad. Because no oh, matter who's- Right, on. right. But I'm saying, but there are, there are, there, there are women like Trump. There's a woman out there of like course, him, but that I don't could, think that I, could be this I don't bad. think, mm-hmm. I don't think if another, I don't, I don't, but we don't know that person. Hillary would have had shit, but it would have been this bad. <laughs> so it might have been bad. Like George Bush wasn't this bad. I love how yeah. political <laughs> you guys are. It's so natural because you guys grew up from. Yeah. Well, we come from, it's just like, it's just like. DC, we, it's we, like. We met, we met the mayor. We know we met. We met presidents come to our church. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. I met Ronald Reagan one time. I met Clinton. Really? I met Clinton in my church. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my my there's a picture my sister and my dad have of them meeting Clinton together. Yeah. Especially when they need to like look like they like minorities, they'll come to the black school. Right. Now, nah, Clay was real. He came to the hood. He, came, like, he was. You got to really want. Well, listen, folks. my mom ran for judge. We would go to all the churches. We would go to churches, temples. We go to all the communities when she well, was wait, campaigning. Your dad's a DA. Your mom's a judge. And she a was a judge. And you're a comedian. Yeah. They must be like, what are you doing? We just, we they just know what I'm doing. You go. They oh, know okay. exactly what I'm doing. They must be like, <laughs> I'm doing what they're doing. Just dope. <laughs> yeah. If I had any other option but to be a stand up. I probably did that. Really? Yeah. Oh, be a lawyer? Yeah. Or a no, politician? So, no, I hate this. You hate I, this? I hated the I hated the process of this. Of comedy? Yeah, I hated it. I hate. I, Don't like, you think you would have hated any other process? No, I was. I'd have really. Do you get into corporate I had America? A, I had a super fun life before I did stand up. <laughs> what and were you doing? I was. I had a great. I was in college. I was partying. I was working at MTV. I was. Tra- I was at a great fucking What's dope MTV? life. MTV. Oh, what MTV. were you doing at MTV? Oh, oh, I was a. Uh, I was an intern. I became a hip hop writer. So I was, I had a great life, and I come to LA. Shit sucks for about six, seven years before I start making money. So yeah, I would, people say, would you would you go back and do it all over again? I say, hell no. Shit sucks. But aren't you great. glad you're here now? I am now, but the process here was sucked. It's not easy though. It's not meant to be easy. It was just, it was just stupid. It was stupid hard, and yeah. and and I, I had that's what I'm saying. I had a good life before. I'm like I had. I had any other option to do this. I'm not one of those comics who's like, I appreciate the grind. Fuck the grind. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. I'm happy I'm here. Yeah. But no, I'm going to do that shit over. I feel you on that a thousand. I can have that. People are, I, I, no one sh- wants to do the grind over. Well, the grind is sort of romanticized in a way where it's like. Yeah. No, this shit sucks. People like will let the hustle. People let themselves be unhealthy. I know motherfuckers with trust funds that sleep in their car because they think it's a better story. Yeah, it's crazy to me. You know? Like, That's oh, insane. Yeah. Yeah, because pe- people here are insane. That's why I respect women comics because they cannot live beneath a certain level. Every <laughs> female, standards. every female comic I know. Has we talked a- about this with traveling. I was like, I can't just bring one outfit. Yeah, and right. Brian was like, I, I, I've done that. I was like, with women, I need multiple underwears yes. for multiple reasons. Female like, comics I- have nice <laughs> places. They shit like they're comfortable. Dude's like, I'm six guys to a floor. <laughs> yeah. At least, dude, I, I was at a mic the other day and some guy's like, I live in a house with 15 people. I was like, yeah. bro, that's a brothel yeah. legally. <laughs> like, I and we think see, and we see they're going to shut your shit. shit down. I moved every year for the first it's eight years I was here. I had to move every single year. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I was in a home. I was in a homeless shelter the first two years. You were in the here? military, the military joint, right? Yeah. I remember that. I remember out that here in LA? Yeah. I remember that. Shit. I remember what was me, that I, like? It was 
You know how it was. I remember he told me because he had to be home at a certain time. He had a curfew, or whatever. Yeah, I had a curfew. And he was telling me this shit, and I felt bad, but I was like, "Hey, nigga, welcome to welcome to how LA." Old <laughs> <you>? <laughs> she, she how old were you? How old were you? How old were you? I was. Uh, this was in 2015. So this was 20. Was, no, this was 2016. Okay, yeah. or like recent, like in yeah, the past couple so years. I was, how old I was then? Yeah. They had a re- they had a uh, curfew for you. Yeah, which was how well what it was when late. i fr- when i first got there because you got to try to get a job and when i first got there the director didn't accept stand-up to count as a job so the curfew still applied to me because it applied to everybody but then why not because it's know. an art so, so i had to go out and get it i had to go i had to go get a tape okay and show them show them the clip so that my counselor could go to bat for me and go he's making money doing this this is the only money he's making you gotta let him do it so then they get they took the curfew off but i had to but i had to take uh breathalyzers and drug tests every time i came in what yeah dude this is what it was like in lockdown yeah. so in I, utah no, but I, I did that shit gladly i stopped yeah. drinking i stopped smoking i was like yo i'm just i'm just that's what i moved here for yeah yeah i told myself whatever it took to only do this, that's what I was going to do. He was serious too. I remember. I remember. I remember. That's what you're so mentally strong. <laughs> yeah. That's what. But like, even since you were saying, since you were like six, though. Huh? Like in like you call it stubbornness, but like it's strength almost. You know. Yeah. Because it's like you even knew at six, you're like fuck this, fuck whatever this is. You know. Yeah. That's but, really cool. But my my strength de- is derived from spite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like if that's, that's necessary. Because like, I wouldn't have made it through boot camp. If, if my daddy, when my dad dropped me off, my biological father dropped me off, and he was like, because he was like, "Are you sure you want the Marine Corps? Are you sure you?" Because he just because I was a stubborn ass kid, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, dad, I'm I'm joining the fucking Marine Corps." He was like, "All right," and 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 when we pulled up to the to the joint, he I got out of his car and he was like, "I will see you in a few weeks," and and the, I every time I wanted to fucking leave because you know you can just leave boot camp. You can you can quit the military? You no in boot camp. Before if you if you before you done training, at any time you can be like, I wanna go home. And they'll they'll try to scare you out of not going home, but you but they have to let you go. They won't like arrest you? No. You you it's, it's a failure to adapt to training. So right. you you have all the way through training to be so like So once you pass training, then you then you can get AWOL the repercussions. Right. No, you you know you can't escape, my nigga. Like if you try to escape, you might be in some trouble. No, I'm saying if you leave boot camp, nothing happens. <clears throat> no, you just weren't. You just were never in the military. You, that's how. What? You didn't make it. But you signed up. You signed the oath, and they took all the. Yeah, but it's just like it's just like if you fail boot camp, right? Like so. You, at, at what point do you have to be here? You're in the military now. When you finish boot camp. So how many? I'm I'm assuming, hundred thousand people quit. No. Boot camp. Boot camp is hard, right? Because they, because so because they don't tell you that you can quit. Oh, so people think they they have no choice. Just like you did, right? Yeah. You like you just you just thought like you can't just leave, right? But they don't. No one ever tells you that you can, but you can. And you won't wow. receive. They probably think they will receive repercussions for it. Yeah, they think because they because they will they will do everything in their power to to make you think you can't leave. Because did they spend money on you being there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ooh. they spend money on you being there, yeah. and you don't get to leave immediately. They send you to like some shitty platoon with, with all the shit bags that want to leave or have to leave. And somebody, they like shame you. Well, yeah, because some people have to leave because they because they broke a bone or something. Yeah. You know? Some people leave because they popped on a drug test, but they put all those people in like a one little platoon of fucking losers, and they and they shit on them every time you walk past them, so you don't want to be one of them. You become, yeah. you become, you you have no honor type of thing. You become, exactly. You a snitch in jail, so, but, pretty much. But every time <laughs> I wanted to leave, because okay, so I didn't know that either when I was in Puka. I didn't know I could mm-hmm. just leave, but I thought about escaping. I thought about quitting. Escaping? Yeah. 
Cause wow. my my barracks my barracks was right by the by the front. Yeah. Why people try to say? Don't they know that they'll find them? Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. You, we have all your information. We know who you are, what you look like, all your IDs. Why people think they just get away? But bro, it's just like like you know how you know how like we love to chill, right? It's like think about how relaxed your life is. But but it's like it goes from your regular life to like so intense that you don't you're not thinking straight. Okay, you know it's it's just too intense. Yeah, and so but when you go like this is all part of a system and they all do this. I, this is like it's not real. No, but because even they don't if, really beat you up. Oh, oh, what? Yeah, of course they will. They'll put their fist, put their hands. They on will you. put their hands on you, bro. Wow, like beat you up. You don't go run or something. Like like they because I mean cause, like, not like grab you to run, but like. Jump you. Yeah, like, because like it's rules, right? Where it's like they they gotta stay a certain distance from. Like you, the rule is that you have to stay a certain distance from them. Oh. Shit. So, but it's like, but if they tell if they tell you to stand right there, uh huh, and then they walk up on you and you don't move away from them, they can make you. They could do whatever it takes to get you a safe distance. So that's how they get away with hitting you. Like, yeah. Nigga, well, you too fucking close to me. Bow. You know what I mean? Right. That, make, that makes sense. That makes so sense. So it's like they got little ways of yeah, that makes sense. You play like, the game. Plus, yeah. you want to finish. Like once you, because once you go through a month of that, you ain't trying to start over. You ain't trying to go back home. And my thing was, I just kept thinking about my dad going, "Nigga, I'll see you." And I was like, "No, right. the fuck you won't." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it gets, it starts, it, it doesn't get easier, but it it starts getting simpler. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not learning shit now. You, you just, just know the shit. game. You just know the game, and it's yeah. not. And even though you know that it's a game, it still works on you. You appreciate it. Does. The game? It yeah. does. Huh? It's the same. Yeah, I get that. It's like how lockdown in Utah. Yeah, was. Well, good for you, bro. It's a whole mental. It's a whole mental game. But you know what? It's weird too because people. A lot of people want to talk about that time in my life, but it's like I don't even. It, I've been a comic longer than I was a marine. Wow. And it's and I've been and it, and it's been I've been out of who the has cra- who has more fucked up people. <laughs> Good question. It's comedy. For sure. Yeah. Comedy has them. It's weird because comedy is a lot. Is, there's a lot of sociopaths that are also pussies. Like, they, a lot of comics are like, they are very aggressive and, and violent in thoughts and language. But they don't. I, hardly, I've, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen a fist fight between comics. And I can't even tell you around. I can't even like try to estimate a number of times I've seen comics threaten each other. Yeah, That's true. it's on the internet. Yeah, they like, like fight with their words. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like in the Marine Corps, it's like if a motherfucker start taking their fucking rank off their collar, it's about to go down. Right. It's not. It's not, yeah. It ain't for show. You get any fights with you in the Marines? Oh yeah. With who? Just being drunk out. Being drunk, you know. Man, fight I, civilians or fight other Marines? Both. I fought civilians. I fought other Marines. I mean, we just fought for fun sometimes. Like y'all drunk, so you don't like somebody because they couldn't hold. No, or just, or just like. Hello, motherfucker. I haven't seen you in a long time. Bow. <laughs> you know I mean, what fight, mean? fight. But some guys be from Alabama and say some stupid shit. Oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Or sometimes even like, or like it's, a, it's like beef between platoons. Because that's, that's, that's also how they keep you sharp is there's, there's always competition. Okay, okay. There's competition, in, you know, between your your squad. There's competition between your platoon and the next platoon. Right. There's competition between your unit and your sister unit. It's always competition. Because some guys, my boy took in D.C. said, it's some, it's some white kids who've never seen black people, and black people never seen yeah. white people, and they've never Bro, until I, they get to the military. I was, I was, yeah. I was ground zero for that shit. I was yeah. around. I was, I was but the only black person. But they had those stereotypes. So they from deep south. Yeah, and they like, and they, they bring that. Well, see, shit. that's the whole. That's the other thing that I, that I think is crazy is a lot of people assume that that because I met more people, I met more people from the south that I didn't have to. 
yep. bring up the speed. Like, because I feel like the, the stigma is that people from the South, like, that's where all the racism is. But the truth is, that shit is everywhere. Right. The blatant It was like people, people from, like, the Dakotas. Mm. They're worse than the people from the South because at least people from the South have been around black people. Yeah. Right. Now, maybe, now maybe they, no black people maybe they decided the that Dakotas. they hate niggas, but yeah. they know niggas. Right. They because yeah, the South is where most black people are. Actually. Right. Yeah. So, but people from like Idaho and they never even met them. Yeah, they okay. don't. They've never seen a black people, or they knew like the one black person. You know, so they, they those are the people that was the hardest ones to be like, bro, you don't know black people. It's not that I'm not black. It's that you're wrong about what black means. Yeah. You know, it's like they couldn't, some people just couldn't wrap their head around that. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And even some, and even, and it's still some people that just, they just never got it, but I still love them to death. You know, they were still, have took you, a bullet you come to the military with 18, 19, you stupid anyway. You yeah. Dumb. Everybody dumb. Everybody's doing yeah. shit for the first time. Everybody out there wilding. So you're wow. in your most ignorant form, you know, yeah. Yeah, ready to so. get shaped by the world around you, yeah. which is just people just like you. You know? Yeah, I've seen. I've had to fight niggas to keep them from driving drunk and shit. Fight people I care about. Wow, like nigga, you not driving? Yes, the fuck I am. You know, and it's like, bro, I'm gonna beat your ass out here. And it's like, it got real. Now we scrapping for the keys. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Shit. Yeah, and then they thank you in the morning. And say, oh, I'm sorry. What? Bro. What do you see? Like, where? Where do you see? Like, where do you see all this going <laughs> for you? <laughs> like, what um, do you? What do you? What do you want out of life? Out of life? Yeah, like what do you what do you want out of oh, like man, this career a, of comedy that you're? Yes, question. I want. I just want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be. That's a horrible answer. How? I because I mean because but that's a that's. Do a, you want to act? Do you want to direct? Do you want to? Oh, what do I want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Okay. Um. I mean, being is just fine too. I just want to. Um. I just want to do some. I just want to make dope shit. Like. Yeah. I, I mean, I have ideas for a lot of different things, but. I just want the opportunity to make shit I believe in. But I mean, I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Man. You know, but you got to do all the shit you don't believe in before they'll give you the power to do what you believe in, right? Or you got to get blessed by somebody that's already the fuck on, you know? Yeah. That's true. But but so I'm just I'm just trying to make it through this this Hollywood gr- machine with like this this swamp with the least amount of slime on me. Yeah, you know? for sure. You, <laughs> Good luck. You got well, no, I'm saying I know you got you got to get slimy, bro. I'm, but you can I'm but like you this. You don't have to dive you in. You gotta it. thrive in the slime. Well, some people, some people dive in it and cover their whole bodies with it. It's like I ain't trying to be. I don't need whatever Hollywood is giving out. I don't need that much of it. Yeah. Yeah, because because to me, fame, fame is not something you get. Mm-mm. It's something you lose. People say you you get fam- he got famous like it's something that he gained, but it to me it's like saying you got robbed. It's like right. you didn't get something out of that. You just mm-hmm. you lost something. Yeah. And you can never get it back. Whatever it is you lose from being famous, you can't ever get it back. Now, did you get something? Did you get enough in return for that? Right. You know what I mean? Was like, it worth the investment? For some people, it is. But for me, I, w- I wouldn't want to be so famous that I couldn't like go somewhere to be normal. Like Michael Jordan, famous. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. That's it, the worst. It destroys people. Yeah. Think yeah. about how fucking weird Michael Jackson was. He was the most famous person in the world from the time he was like six. That's why I respect Kevin Hart so much because he seems to be still pretty level with his uh, his amount of ridiculous fame. Yeah. You know, he yeah. seems to be pretty level. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if I can handle it. I think it would destroy me. Yeah, I don't think I can. I'm too. I think maybe for a week where we came from, bro. Yeah. We too. We too paranoid for that shit. <laughs> we too paranoid for that type of level. Like. Yeah. Like I'm kind of like I, I do shows. I don't. I go upstairs. I don't. Ha- I don't meet the fans. Not that I don't. I'm trying to be different, difficult. I just feel weird when people want to talk to me and take pictures and shit. Oh, I always do that. I need I say, that. I, I feel weird, man. But you a lot more. You you've been a lot more successful for than me for a while now. But 
I'm just now getting my little first taste of it. When did you like, first step foot on stage? Fuck, 10, 11. Uh, what made you want to do that? Step on stage? Yeah. Uh, I, I came out here to do theater, like a dumbass, <coughs> and, uh, which is a bad idea. And I got fired. And it's very similar to Brian, where I went to, a, I went to the Ha Ha in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got fired. I was in my all-white Cheesecake Factory shit. Hells yeah. And I was in the, I was in the uh, Ha Ha, and I just went to the open mic. And I'm watching these people on stage. This is girl hosting. She's just atrocious. And um, she gets off stage. I see somebody hand her money. I said, she got to pay for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So the next day, I was there with a with some hacky Bill Cosby impression. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what hack was. I didn't know what comedy was. I didn't know anything. I, so I just, you know, I'm tr- I'm, a, I'm I'm the epitome of trial by error. Yeah. I, I didn't have a big homie to walk me through it. I wasn't brought through the, the game in D.C. Right. I just went to the open mic. Yeah. What made you go to the mic, though? What you got fired from uh, Cheesecake. I got fired you, from Cheesecake. Because you were scared, I'm guessing. Like you wanted to I, do it. I, I don't know if it was scared or it's just like, and it just might sound arrogant. Everybody told, like you said, everybody told me I was funny. Right. So you start to, when people, everybody tells you you're pretty, you're going to start to believe it. Right. You know, like you're hot. You're going to start to think, what do you mean? Mm. So I go, maybe I'm funny. You know, I'll just go and I'll check it out. And luckily, Everybody was bad, like you said. Uh, mediocre comedy is a motivator. Yeah. Well, I could do that if I'd been to a good show. Probably never would have stepped on stage. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it was. Dom Herrera made me feel like I will never be able to do yeah. what he did. You know, you know Bob Marley is. Yeah, yeah. Not the not the singer. Yeah, the, the comedian. Comic. He's the first no? comedian. He's the first comedian I saw in L.A. And I go, how the fuck can I do that? How the fuck? I mean, comics I usually I saw when I first got here. Now I'm performing with. You go, I'll never get to that fucking level no. of what the fuck is that? Not knowing he's 20 years in. Right. I didn't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I did ha-ha, and then uh, I did like five hacky jokes, which everybody does your first time, <clears throat> and only three worked. And I got mad, like, no, nah, all my shit's funny. You know, we all think we Eddie Murphy. I came back the next week, I had five more jokes, and out of that five, three worked. I said, what the fuck? So by the time I looked up, but after that second show, somebody goes, hey, man, um, I got an improv show you want to um, host for? Because he liked whatever I was doing. I said, I'm getting, I'm getting booked already, nigga. How's <laughs> that? Not knowing it was a bringer show, and I'm just going to host it, and, mm-hmm. and seven people going to show up. But yeah. I was like, to me, I'm getting booked already? I'm I'm the shit. You right. Know what I mean? so, right. And then next you know, I was in it. That's what's I up. Was in, I was in the game. Yeah. How did, how did your family react to that? Yeah. My family didn't know. I didn't tell my parents about this shit. My, um, my family didn't really... Uh, I, all they wanted me was to graduate college, and I graduated college. So after that, it was like, all right, do what you're going to do. And then um, my mother found out she saw, she found, she found out I did a, I was in some, I was in, I had, I got some kind of, I was online somewhere. Mm. She was just looking up from seeing what's going on with me because I didn't tell her about my life like that. She saw me online for some, for some Ice House show online or some shit. She goes, you're stand up. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and then uh, that's just what it was, man. And then, you know. Did you tell Terrence right away? Turns through every turns through the whole the whole process. My brother, we talk about everything. So he knew the whole time. He hated it. He thought he does to this day don't think I'm funny. Um, <laughs> really? He he hates my comedy. What? Yeah. But which I is, would never think that when well, I was there. Oh in no, because he's, he's, he's like to, your biggest fan. He's used to it now because I've been doing it, and yeah. he wants to be a part of the world in a sense. But nah, he supports you. He's bro. my he's we he's my springboard. Like I tell him, I call him two in the morning. He gets all my jokes because he doesn't think I'm funny. He's gonna be completely honest. Mm. So Does I, he you, think I, any? He likes. He has to like your jokes. No, he's like but not he, one. But, but well, now yeah, okay. it's, been, it's been years. But he's who I tell all my jokes to, no matter how goofy, because he's gonna be a hundred. I'm gonna call him. 
I bet you, I bet you, my springboard. I bet you he he loved the jokes that he where he thought of something where he's like, of course you do. I gave him. Of course you do. My brother thinks that he could probably do this. You think Terrence is funny? Everybody, yeah, we all family's funny, but he thinks that because I tell him all my jokes, he thinks he's developed comedy because I've developed with at the same time he's been there. So him on the phone, he thinks over time. Well, I I know good good. Like he he's. He studies every. He's probably watching you. He's probably watching. He studies all anybody I I mentioned. He studied their jokes to to understand. He studies comedy now because I'm into it. So he I'm thinks a, that I'm, now that he if he see me, I'm definitely gonna call him. Yeah, we're so, Facebook friends, so yeah. So he's uh he's a tough, that level. He's a tough critic. So holy shit, I think I I don't think I spr- I think I springboard jokes off my mom more than my brother. Your mom. Who would you say? Who yeah. would do? You, who who would you say is the funniest person in your family? Your mom. The funniest person in my family was my uncle. He died though. But he was your mom's brother, or your dad. My, my mom's brother. He was he was a chubby gay black man, and I feel like they they're always funny. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cause they because he was he was a gay a chubby gay black man in the eighties when it was dangerous. Yeah, right. And so he was he always had like a he always had the most verbally vicious comebacks and because it was spite. He was he was like he was like the Terminator. Like we you when you like if I brought a friend around him. And he never met them before. His the first thing he would do is just scan them from from head to toe for flaws. Love it. And if you and it was it was nothing. But if you came out your mouth sideways at him, he would just sniper. Mm-hmm. Bang 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 bang. Love bang. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. throw your business all in the street. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, man. So he but he was just he was the most hilarious person I knew, and um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean th- that's who that's who I I think my most of my sense of humor is from him, but. Mm. But my mama, she don't know that I run shit by her. I just bring up the subject to her, see and if, if she it's laughs. Some, no, I see if it pisses her off. If it's something that she also thinks is bullshit, she'll start ranting, and I'll be like, "Oh my, yeah, that's funny. I got okay. something. I got something there. Yeah, yeah, that's, good. that's cool. Well, I get it. Or if I make her laugh, just complaining about it, because if I'm trying to tell her a joke, like she's like his brother, like she don't think I'm funny, you know? Right. She knows I'm good at stand up, but I don't think I make her laugh. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. 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 Now, I get I, it. My mom. I get. It. I do I'm, make my mom laugh now. Though. I remember, uh, uh, I, said, I remember Chris Fox said his family likes Martin more than him. <gasps> oh yeah, which is true. Yeah. I, I, I ain't just mad at that because I think oh he's telling Hannibal this because Hannibal said his family, <clears throat> his family that was he 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 performed for Tracy Morgan. His family didn't la- didn't like Tra- Hannibal. He like they like Tracy and Chris Fox. Like, was backstage like don't worry, my family likes Martin more than me. You know who my dad loves? Who? Preacher. Larson, Lawson. Yeah. My dad loves Preacher. He like has such like a man crush on him. He's like, when I come to LA, I want to take Preacher out to dinner. He's <laughs> just like, yeah. my dad's just like, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Preacher will go? I mean, I may. Yeah, pro- maybe. He might, he might think it's kind of weird. Like, why your dad want to? No, <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to get me to testify. Against yeah, him. probably get some secret shit. Yeah. No, that's funny. Do you? So you don't do the social media, or you do? Are you into the social media? I do social media, but begrudgingly. Where? So do you? I'm not into it. Right. I do it. Yeah. But your followers have gone up recently because you've been out and about and doing big things. Yeah, and and I and I do care more. I care more than I than I care to admit now about it. But I'm not happy about it. Um, where can people follow you then? They can follow me on Instagram, BS Comedian. They can listen to my podcast, BS with Yeah, Brian's. promote your stuff. No yeah. dates, because I don't know when this will drop. But, like, yeah. what do you want to promote? My podcast, BS with Brian Simpson. I have listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. It's really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you guys should definitely listen to that. Rel, when did I just when did you first start smoking weed? Or, like, when? how old were you? Uh, I was late, man. I was, like, 21. 
You're 21. I was 21 when I started. Do you guys playing. perform high? No. No. You write high? Yes. I write high, yeah. I'm a drinker. I'm more of a drinker. You drink? No. I'll drink. I will drink. I'm not like sober. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk now. <laughs> it's on aloe juice. <laughs> I'm joking. I drink. I drink water. Yeah. So, wow. I feel like I got to know both of you and your childhoods. That was really cool that you guys grew up together and you got to be. I feel like you guys interviewed kind of each other, which is cool. Well, we ha- well we haven't seen it. Like we don't see. Like I've run in the rail like twice a year, and then we and then it's like I would probably see you more in San Diego. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's but in that but that's what it is, right? You wish for success for your friends in this business. That's how you, that's how you know, like you I, I tell people all this all the time. That's how you know your crew's doing well because you don't see each other. Yeah. My crew, everybody, you know, there's always everybody has a crew. Whatever. My crew was me, Yasser, Josh Adam Myers, a kid named Angelo Virus who passed, um, Gerard Carmichael, Jamar Neighbors. You know, that was our crew. We went to every open mic together, forever, right? Jamar, Jamar does his thing. Gerard, of course, doing his thing. Yasser's in New York doing his, sh- you know. We never see each other, but that's a positive because it means we're working. How many years did you, was that? Did Shit, you, were you guys I, doing that? Fuck, we were like four. Yeah. Four, we were like three, four straight. We all got past the improv like the same month. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, Rod hit hit first and then just, you know, sporadically. So we, we just don't. We try to do lunches and shit. Never works out. Mm-hmm. But that's how it's supposed to be kind of. You know, I don't think Bill Burr and Dave Vitale hanging out no more really. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's, that's that's what happened to us. Like all of the San Diego people, we came up here at the same time, like within a year and a half of each other. Everyone got hired at the store, you know. And then people and then was it just you and Derek? Who else was it? That was me, Derek, Asan, Austin, um, uh, um, Austin, um, Matt Lockwood, Jeffrey Burner. Mm-hmm. So I all came up and got and got, got hired. Yep, all of us. How that happened? Damn. Um, Cause I would go to San Diego. It was him and Derek? Was it was it was, it, was out there all the time? Yeah, yeah. I remember those days? Shit, I'm getting fuck. I need to now. Like Derek and Hassan going out with Shab. I just went out with Segura. It's like, uh, that's it's like crazy. it's all it's happening. If everybody's doing something at the same time. Yeah, that's really cool. But you don't get to see him, you know. That's no, it's fun. It's cool to watch everyone. Honestly, yeah, it's cool for me. It's just cool to not worry about your friends. Like I, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I would hate if I was friends with somebody that I didn't think had a chance. Right. Because that, because then you got to always worry about that motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dang, where can people follow you, Ral? Uh, fuck, nowhere. No, just real battle. I got nothing crazy. Real battle. No podcasts. Yeah, I'm not a podcast. I'm I'm too controversial. <laughs> Nigga, you you have a fucking. I would dope say podcast. I would say shit. I would say problematic statements on a consistent basis. <laughs> real, real to God. You know what I mean? I'll get in so much trouble, Wolfie. Really? So, I've been told you might not want to do that. I'll get in so much trouble. Yeah. For real? I'm reckless, Wolfie. I'm reckless. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little blunt. I'm blunt, man. That's blunt. how I grew up, man. So I'm reckless with my statements. Well, I mean, I'm I more, like I'm it. more measured. I'm not reckless. You are measured. Yeah. You I'm have more. a lot of thought behind. I try to. Yeah. Everything you say. It depends on who I'm around. He don't give a fuck who he's around. How do you guys? How did you? Wh- what do you guys? I mean, I know for you, it's like you said out of spite or whatever. But like, L.A. is such a tough city. How do you? Keep yourself mentally strong. I'm black. <laughs> I mean, I, that's true. I guess a lot of questions. I just don't take none of this shit that serious. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's like what I don't. It is. I don't take these lot of people that serious. I just ta- I take it with it. Like for example, like I got. I'm being personal, but I got charged double for my taxes this year. IRS. I just found Fuck out this morning. That. 
So whatever you say you owe amount, imagine double. I got to mm-hmm. charge double and I got to fix it, whatever. And it's kind of like, man, will we grow up, bro? Like we we stars back home. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that we here in Just the first place. Just the fact place, that you're here. I can't even look. I can't. I want to get mad. I can't. It's gonna get fixed in six weeks. All right, cool. I can't even really get that mad. So that goes for the industry. That goes for, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you can't. And uh, you know, I had a, I had a lot of issues with my with roast battle too. That also helped me out, humble out a little bit, because it was just like, this is the game you get. It's like you get into politics. Somebody's gonna try to fuck you, or people gonna be constantly getting at you. You can get, you know, constituents gonna be mad at you. This is the the life we've chosen. Mm-hmm. So the bullshit is going to come. You're going to get attacked. You're going to be accused of this. People gonna try to steal your shows. People gonna say, you know, comments gonna call you hack. You are gonna call them hack. You are gonna beef <laughs> with certain people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your friends gonna get opportunities. You not. You might get shit that they don't like. Your best friends might hate on you because they wanted that. Job. That's just that's the life we've chosen. So you just kind of gotta take. Well, this is the game we've chosen, and just like whatever. take it with a grain of salt. And I beat up most of these motherfuckers. Bro. You know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, they geeks. A lot of geeks in this game. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we want to get real. Yeah. And every and you know what? And every time, every time I find myself because I'm not, I don't, I'm. It's not as easy for me as like as how he just said it. Um. Cause I do get, cause I I have major depressive disorder, so I get de- like that sometimes. Yeah. But every time I catch myself, like every time I check myself, the problem is that I'm taking shit too serious. Yeah. Right. As soon as I like can stop, p- pump the brakes on and go, wait a minute, dog. Like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that serious. Like right. n- it ain't life or death. It ain't. Nobody's dying. Nobody gonna kick your ass. Ain't nobody waiting outside the house. Ain't nobody got a gun to your head. It's like, end of the day, it's like these people out here don't know what the fuck they, they're talking about. Like, whether somebody pick, like, I'll have, you know how many times I've had some contests in this stand-up comedy and I do the best and then I don't even make it to the next thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and I, I don't know, com- comics come from really bad places, ment- emotionally. Yeah. So it's a lot of mental disorder in comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and we're all surrounded by it. All surrounded by it. And I just go, well, I don't have that. I grew <laughs> up in a tough neighborhood. We grew up in a yeah. tough place. But at the end of the day, where I come from, I'm telling jokes. For my, all my friends are in the military or they got government jobs. I get to tell jokes and travel and see the world. And some a lot of times I sleep with beautiful women. Like, yeah. I mean, I go, that's part of the... But the point is, that's all I got to worry about. And so motherfuckers have... I'm, I know comics, you know, we know. Listen, I'm Brody. He was a funny comic everybody loved. He still took his life. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a consistent thing in comedy. So what can you take that... He had... Those people have real problems. So I can't get mad about a fucking... I got bumped <laughs> at the Laugh Factory, right? Or right. or what? Right. My my show didn't get picked up. It sucks, but come on, man. People got real issues in comedy, and I'm I'm so surprised. I'm like, yo, I, I feel like 80 percent of comics have serious mental problems. Yeah, and the fact that I feel like I do not have that. You don't. I don't have a mental issue like uh, like a serious that needs to be clinically. You've never been depressed. Uh, we oh, we all get depressed. Yeah, but my depression is I got pay rent. Not like right, right, right. Not right. like I'm gonna die if I can't get this show. So right. I'm on a regular level of depression, not uh, clinical. Right, right, right. And comics have clinical issues. Yeah. yeah. So I go, y'all got real shit. I can't really be. They will be fucked up like that no matter what they did. Comics right. just seem to be the thing that kind of they gravitate to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't trip off this shit. Yeah, com- yeah. Comic, comic is, comedy is the, uh, is it draws in people that. It draws in the non-conformist, and then it draw. It also draws in the people that can't conform because they're fucking crazy. Let me, yeah, yeah, let me give you an example. My brother, right? He's a, he's a civilian. When I call everybody's not a comedian, civilian to me, right? Terrence comes up here, and we kicking it the first time he comes, and Boom Shaka Lock is here. Mm. Boom's a 
Apparently he's an HIV positive gay trans whatever. That's what the people. I guess the people. Looks like trans Frederick. He's Douglas. something. Boone's here, and Boone's walking around talking to people. I saw talking to Boone. Yeah, man, I don't want to buy that shit. Boom, blah, 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 blah. My brother, forgetting that he's a civilian, was like, "Y'all just talking to this crazy motherfucker? <laughs> like it's nothing? Like that dude? Why you touching this dude? Like blah blah blah?" And I forget. Oh shit, that's right. You. And this is our world. This right. is normal. You, this is normal for us. For you, for the most not you know for the majority of the country. That's insane. Yeah. Boom. Boom to be hanging out here and be respected. I've seen civil I've seen regular customers get kicked out for disrespecting Boom. Wow. And any other business, you'd be like, yo, get out homeless dude. <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But in our world, Boom's a part of hate him or love him. He's a part of this family. Yeah. I love Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Hate him or love him. I got a couple Boone shirts. Hate him or love him. He's a part of this <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah. misfit toys. And my brother's like, what the fuck you did? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You mm-hmm. yeah, that's Boom. That's just that's the world we in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Bo- Boone Shaka has always been fascinating to me because he uh because he somehow managed to infiltrate this super exclusive yeah. club. Because anybody can come to the comedy store. Yeah. But not everybody got privileges. Like right. not, not everybody you can't just go anywhere. Yeah. And, and Boone has somehow managed to get without being a comedian, has managed to infiltrate this secret society. Yeah. That's to me. That's fascinating. Go, yeah. go, see interviews with oh, famous ass comedians like in a couple of years, and like you be like, yo, so it's just urban. I'm about to do name Boom Shaka. You'll hear, you'll see every comedian from Dave Chappelle to whoever. Oh, Boom. People like, who the fuck is that? It's just, you just gotta, <laughs> you just had to be around. Yeah, you just gotta be around. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's a he's a legend. He's a that's legend. That's amazing. Right? Nigga always got fresh T-shirts to sell too. Yeah, I got a couple. I swear. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, that's what Boom does. Wait, did you promote yours? Whatever you got coming up. What do I got coming up? Um, no dates or like any, I guess more or less, well, just social, website. Uh, just at anything. Real Battle at Twitter, Instagram, you know. Same thing. That's all I can say legally. Oh, all right. Oh, I see. Cool. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you both for coming. You, this was kind of like a joint episode and it was i can't even see you whooping you find out you're having an affair with b it's supposed no, to be high time I yeah, no well, it's it's gonna it'll be a dope episode. no i'm glad because this is this the only time i get to see Brian. yeah no yeah. it's cool we, me and him literally have not had a conversation that lasted this long in forever yeah, yeah. no i'm glad i was here that's to, like, my fault though. i'm like oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like i show love like, I got. No, that's all good. just uh thank you to our sponsors top tree and yeah this has been another episode of chronic relief